you have your Bibles, First um, Corinthians chapter six and verses nine through eleven. This is yesterday. I was thankful to the Lord for thirty-one years of living for Him. And um, I tell you, this this scripture applied so much, or applies so much to the change that God made in my life. Like this morning, going here to teach for a while. In 1 Corinthians 6 and chapter 9, Paul said, Know you not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but ye are washed, but ye are sanctified, but ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. And I just want to talk about that this morning first line of verse 11 and such were some of you praise the Lord let's let's just lay our Bibles down and let's pray to the Lord for just a moment Lord we love you and thank you this morning for a wonderful change that you brought in our life God Lord we just want to be able to live that change and stand this year on that change that you've made in our life to be a light shining in this world Lord let us be reminded today and stirred by your word Hallelujah, to value what you've done in our life. We praise you for it today in Jesus' name. Amen. Give the Lord a hand before you're seated this morning. If you're excited to be born again, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And such were some of you. You can be seated. God bless you this morning and thank you for coming out in the cold. Praise the Lord. We used to sing. That, that old song, what a wonderful, wonderful change was made in my life. I'm thankful for the change that Jesus made. Change is just a part of life. It's every day it is. It's a, it, there's, a, there's a change. There's a, time changes. It's not the same day. The day changes every day. Whether You could lay in the bed for seven days straight, but it'd be a different day. It would change. Change is going to happen around us whether we're involved in it or not. But we will be witness to it. It's going to happen. People don't like change. But seasons change. Lord, help us. Our bodies change. All these, all these nods and amens. You know, uh, as you grow older, you will change uh, your activities. You will change the way you approach things. You you know, it's, uh, you, you know, you're a little more frail than you used to be. You, you, you behave yourself a little more. You change the way you think. You change the way you eat. Hopefully, uh, I can't eat the way I used to. I try to sometimes, and it always gets me. But laws change. Leaders change. It just change. It happens. The only constant is the Lord. He said, I'm the Lord, and I change not. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's why he's a good anchor. He's, uh, he's someone to lean on. He's someone to hold on to. And, 
And uh, I'm thankful that I can always look to him and know that he never changes. That's a great point as we're talking about change is that he never changes. That means that he never stops loving you. He always loves you. His mercy is new every morning. It's, it's, it's there. It endures forever. It's always mercy. Another chance to get it right. He's always long-suffering to us. He's forgiving of us. And, and I'm thankful today that he's the same. You know, we want others to change. A lot of times people, they like, I don't need to change, but everybody else needs to change. They want people to change to suit them. You know, or you want, you know, it can be with anything. You want your animals to change. Behave, my goodness. <laughs> you know, we want our kids to change. Sometimes we want, sometimes it's spouses. Sometimes it's boyfriend or girlfriend. We, will, we want to see them change. But everyone needs change in their life. We need to realize it. We need to embrace it. But sometimes, even when we do, there's that old saying, old habits die hard. And sometimes after we've been, I've used this term before, conformed to the condition of our birth, it's hard to break out of that mold. It's just, it's almost like it's an involuntary action. You, you don't even realize you're doing it, and all of a sudden, there you are. Or before you know it, you've said it. it. It's just because it was just, it's part of your flesh. It's just a something triggered it. You said it. You did it. And you're like, wow, I, that's not me anymore. I, I, as a pastor, I've watched that over the years with people that, you know, they would be just so tore up because you know, they said something or did something. I, you know, I hadn't, hadn't they thought about that in years. And then it's just because it's hung up in that flesh somewhere and something happened and it'll, it'll come out. It doesn't mean that you're backslid or don't love the Lord. It's just what happens. That's that war in your flesh sometimes. And the enemy got a sucker punch in on you. <laughs> you just, you, you wasn't ready for it and it, and it got you. It, it happens. But God has brought a wonderful change in my life and you know as a as flesh and blood I'm just like anybody else we like our routine we like to know things with this this and this but and but this change it don't just help you here in this life this change is forever this is the change that we need forever and Paul was writing to the church just reminding them talking to them that's why he He's talking to them in the past tense and then into the present tense. But he said, don't you know that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? We've got to remember that who we were, we were not kingdom ready. God wants to get you kingdom ready. Hello. He wants to do more than just uh, make your life easy on this planet and then you be lost. It, it, there's more to believing in him and loving him and serving him than just living life here. There's a hereafter. Jesus said, I am going away to prepare a place that where I am you may be also. But uh, that place um, requires preparation on our part. There's going to have to be a change because unrighteousness cannot inherit that kingdom we cannot be heirs we we're not uh, someone who has an inheritance he's an heir and we're not going to be heirs to that without the change that God wants to make in our life 
And one of the, the, the easiest ways to help facilitate change in our life is to accept and just confess it and be honest and say, I need change. So many times people fight that. It's ego, it's pride, they don't want to look like they've messed things up, they, they, you know, they want to blame it. A lot of times people, when, hey, you need to change, well, no, I'd be all right if they didn't do this or this wasn't going on or if this wasn't happening, and they, they want to put the blame everywhere else because if they have to admit they need a change, well, that means they're small, they're weak, they're, they're a mess. But we were a mess. He said, listen, he began to read this list off. Don't be deceived. Not fornicators, idolaters, adulterers, effeminate, abusers, thieves, covetous, drunkards, revilers, extortionists. None of this shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you. Now, Paul's the kind of pastor that would just tell you. He loved them, but he said, I'll just tell you. Such were some of you. Oh, Paul, I just ate lunch with you today. And you're going to knock me down like that listen to what I'm saying were were is past tense it's the the past tense of of be and so whatever you be that's not what you, or whatever you were it's not what you be giving so it's uh he said this is what you were this was the past tense of you then what happened? But you are. Now here's present because are is the present tense. He said you were in the past those things that I just listed, but now you are washed. You are sanctified. You are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. And, and almost in this today, I feel like uh, it's not so much just telling people here, because most of you here, I'm sure you know, you've already read this, you've heard me preach it, or you've heard it preached, and we realize that. But there's a lot of people that don't realize that they need to stand on this change and stick with this change. You know, if you were to change your diet and it was really helping you out and you were getting better and feeling better and, you know, health issues were going away, you would want to stick with that change because it's working. You wouldn't all of a sudden say, well, man, I, I feel good for a month. Now I'm going to go back to eating garbage and doing whatever because guess what's going to happen? You're going to feel worse because your body's going to start, that's, that healthy body's going to be so upset with the garbage you're trying to put in it now, it's going to be worse than it was when that's just all you did. And it's always worse when we walk away from the change that God has made in our life. So we stick with it. What a wonderful change it was. And such were some of you believing that Jesus actually did a work in your life. Believing that he actually washed you. Like he said, you are washed. Washed from your sins. When we are baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and the blood of Christ is applied by faith. Friend, that is for the remission of our sins. And whatever we were is washed away. And now we are washed you know if you've got uh, an item of clothing that is dirty and you take it and put it in the wash when you take it out you said it was dirty but now it's clean the past tense was dirt 
The present tense is clean. Now it's fit to be worn. Now it's fit to go out in public. Now it's fit to be uh, used for what it's used for. You know, and it can be washed again. And if we, you know, the writer said, I write unto you that you sin not. I'd rather you not go back the way that you, that you were. But if you do, you have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. And if we confess our faults, he is faithful to forgive us. We know that we can be washed more than once. But this initial washing, this remission of sins, takes away the things that are on that list. It, it removes that out of, out of God's sight. It takes that off. Of, of this man and, and we are washed in the blood and the scripture talks about our garments now being white as snow and I'm glad for the change that Jesus can make in a life such were some of you I'm glad today that I can say that's no longer me I'm not the man I used to be but it's not because I was so good it's not because I was righteous. It's not because I had a secret of how to get better. It's because he loved me and died for me. Hello. And filled me with his spirit. So you are washed and you are sanctified and you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the spirit of our God. What a wonderful, wonderful change that Jesus has brought in our life. And I hope that the church and those that have experienced this change will stand on that change. We've talked about standing this year. We'll stand on that change, stand for that change. So someone else will see, I need that change. I need that. We are saved. Uh, Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation. And friend, let me tell you. It's not just believing in the gospel, but it is obeying the gospel. The scripture asks the question, what would be the end of them that obey not the gospel of God? What is the gospel? It's the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And uh, that's a message of change. Even in the natural, it's a message of change. They destroyed his body, but he came back and he wasn't destroyed. They killed him. He was dead, but he came back to life. He changed from death to life. It is a story of change. The gospel has to change us. Listen, any encounter with Jesus should lead to change. It don't always, hey, now, it don't always lead to change. We, we would be sometimes quick to say, well, if you encounter Jesus, a change is going to happen. Not if you don't want it. Jesus would walk into his own hometown and said he could not do many mighty miracles there because they would not believe in him. They had no faith. And so the blind stayed blind, the deaf stayed deaf, and the dead stayed dead. It was, that's how it was. There was uh, no change because, just because he was there. He does not force change on us, but the offer of change is there. That's why, as Paul wrote about uh, we, could, we cannot stay in unrighteousness and inherit this kingdom of God. It is what Jesus meant in John chapter 3 when he began to talk about being born again. In John 3 and 3, Jesus told Nicodemus, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again. That's change. He cannot see the kingdom of God. There's that kingdom. So new birth is something that do, helps to do away with unrighteousness. Because if unrighteousness can inherit the kingdom of God, 
neither can we enter into that kingdom or see that kingdom unless we are born again. Jesus answered in verse 5, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. There's going to be a change come in our life. Paul would write later in 1 Corinthians 15 and 50, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. That means there's got to be a change. So who we were in the flesh has got to change because what is born, we're all born into unrighteousness. That's the first birth. The new birth, being born again, is a spiritual birth. That's where we are uh, repent of our sins and are baptized in the name of Jesus. That's in water, immersed in water, born of the water, and then filled with the Holy Ghost, speaking in other tongues as the Spirit of God gives the utterance. That is being born of the Spirit. That's the new birth. That's the spiritual birth. Flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, and corruption cannot inherit incorruption. We live in corruptible flesh. And sometimes we're ruled by it. And that cannot inherit or enter or see the kingdom of God. So there must be a change. We must go from were to are. We, we've got to become something else in him. That's what he wants us to do. And we see now what a wonderful change this is because Jesus has gotten us uh, kingdom ready. I'm going away to prepare a place, but I'm not going to leave you unprepared. I won't go make a place that you could live with me forever and then not uh, provide a way for you to access it. But to access it, there must be a change. We must do our best to live the change that Jesus has brought into our life. Paul would say, the things that were gained to me, I counted loss so that I could win Christ. And uh, he said, I haven't obtained yet. I'm not already there. I'm not perfect yet, but this is what I do. I forget about the things that are behind me. I forget about uh, the, the way I persecuted the church. And I forget about standing by as they stoned Stephen to death and consenting to that. I forget about those mistakes and those things. And I just keep reaching forward because God has made a change in my life. I'm not the man I used to be. And Jesus has made a change in me. I've been washed. I've been sanctified. I've been justified. I'm not who I used to be. That's who I was, but it's not who I am. And I'm reaching forward. I'm trying to get something better. You know, even, I mean, most people in, that, that are in church, surely, and maybe even people I would assume even out of church, I, don't, I doubt there's anywhere on the planet that people don't know the song Amazing Grace. I mean, it's everywhere. It's played at funerals. It's played just, you've heard it somewhere. It's just there. But that song, you know, it's about change. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. It's a song of change. The grace of God that bringeth salvation has appeared to all men. But it teaches us to deny ungodliness, to live soberly, to live justly, to live different, live a change. Live the change that God put in your life. Such were some of you. 
We need to just embrace that and remember that's who I was. It's not who I am. Even if I make a mistake, that doesn't mean I go all the way back to the beginning and I start over and I've got to get rid of all that stuff again. It was just a fall. You fail. You made a mistake. So you get up and you dust off. You know, one man said, we're running a race. Anybody I've ever seen running a race, if they, if they fall, they get up and keep going. They don't go back to the starting line, tell the guy, hey, load that gun and shoot it off again. I've I got to start over. They start where they are, and they, start, they, they just run. They have to do, you know, just pick up the pace and keep running and still be able to finish, still able to cross the line. And it's not about first, second, third place in this race. It's just crossing the line. Get there. Get there. Do what you've got to do. Embrace the change that God has made in your life. Stand for that change. Stand on that change. Live the change that he has brought in your life. Such were some of you. Paul said again in 2 Corinthians 5 and 17, we love this scripture. We should live this scripture. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Now, to get in Christ, you can, we can study that, and I'm not going to teach all that today, but to get in Christ, Paul wrote in other places, we are baptized into Christ. That's the way into Christ. That's the entrance into Christ. We are baptized into Christ. Baptized how? Baptized in his name, just like they did throughout the Scripture. That's the only way you'll find anybody baptized in the, in the New Testament besides John's baptism of repentance is that when the church was birthed, they were only baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. So if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Now, I didn't write that. I didn't make that up. Paul didn't make that up. This is what the Holy Ghost is telling him, and this is what he's writing. This is the understanding he has about salvation, that when we are in Christ, when we are baptized, we are new creatures. That's not just a, a, a slogan for the church to help people get hyped up about things. This is the truth. This is the word that's forever settled. This is something we have to embrace. The Bible says, sanctify us uh, through thy truth. Your word is truth. Now, Paul said you're sanctified. And that's because the truth of the word is this, that once you are in Christ, you are a new creature. It doesn't matter what your flesh is thinking how it tries to talk you out of it to tell you nothing really happened. You're still the same. Look in the mirror. You look just like you did. But I'm not the same. Because what happened didn't just happen to the flesh. What happened happened on the inside. It will affect the outside. What happened was God took the heart of stone out and put in a heart of flesh. And now uh, I'm not the same as I used to be. And the old things are passed away. You know, we need to start laying some old things to rest. When Jesus changes us, quit holding on to the stuff. We, you know, we like to keep things in this life of, you know, when our uh, loved ones pass on, we keep things to remember them by. But there's one person that dies that we need to get rid of all evidence, and that's the old man that we bury in that water. 
We need to get rid of all evidence of him. We need to uh, just get rid of him altogether and put his stuff away because old things are passed away and now all things are become new. I'm not the same as I was. I'm not uh, a part of those old things anymore. So I don't need to go back and reminisce about who I was, but I need to be working on who I'm supposed to be now. How am I walking? How am I talking? How am I living? What am I doing now? Am I accepting and living the change? Paul said after we are baptized or buried with him in water and baptism that we are raised up to walk in the newness of life. We don't walk in the oldness of life. We walk in the newness of life. We're walking in the ways that God wants us to walk now. Such were some of you. You're not who you used to be. You're not. You're different. When God washes away your sin, when you're baptized, you go into that water by faith in His name, and you come out, you're not the same. You're not. It's not going to change your skin color. It's not going to change your hair color. It's not going to make you lose weight. When you come out, you'll look just like you did going in. You'll just be wet. I know. But you're going to know that something happened. You know, it's not, I'm not the same. I know i got some stuff to work on. i got some things to get rid of. I've got some things to, 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 to work on now as I live this life, and I'm trying to learn about living for God. But I'm not the same I used to be. And you got to get that in your mind. If you can't grasp and accept that God has actually done a work in your life, you'll have a hard time moving forward with your walk. You've got to believe that God did something different. I know what I looked like. Uh, and how I acted and what I did back in, in the day before I was baptized in his name. I know, but I know when I came up out of that water, the first breath I took was a breath of a new man. That first breath was just like a newborn baby taking its first breath of natural air. There was something different. I felt it all over me, inside of me. I, I knew God has done something to me. I don't even know what to do. You know, I, I just know I'm different. Yeah, I, I'm looking around like people. Tell me what to do now. What do I do? Teach me. Tell me. Preach to me. Uh, show me. Lead me. I need something. I, I'm different. I don't want to take this back to where I used to be. Because I, got, I, I know, and I don't even know how I know it, but I just know it won't fit. It won't work. It doesn't go together. There's got to be the change. And there will be a change. And we have to believe that there's a change when we go down in that water. And when we can believe that, then we can begin to walk in the newness of life. And we can begin to learn how to live for God. But guess what? You learn how to live for God. You'll come out of the water and it's like, bing, I know it all. Woo! It's like you come out super Christian. And what you do? You know... No, I got filled with the Holy Ghost. What does that mean? I don't know what it means, but I was talking in tongues. I just know that. Okay, so what do you do with that now? You just walk around and grab people in the grocery store and, and speak in tongues in their face? No, you've got to learn now to live. Just like a newborn child learns to talk and to walk and to sit up and, and to eat for itself. And do that. You're going to start learning and don't. Get discouraged in the process of learning. Don't, don't look around and go, I, I don't know as much as they do. And I don't know as much as they Man, they've been living for God for 70 years. No, you don't know as much as they do. 
but you know what you know. And I, I, I've used this illustration before, but, you know, in life, you can have a newborn, a toddler, an adolescent, an adult. That's different stages of life, different ages. And they're perfect. It's a perfect infant, a perfect toddler, a perfect adolescent, and a perfect adult. They're perfect in the stage that they're in. And, and that's fine. The, the infant won't stay an infant. It'll progress to the toddler. The toddler won't stay a toddler. Progress to the adolescent. The adolescent won't stay an adolescent. Progress to the adult. But they're perfect in the stage that they are. It's like, you know, we always tell kids, hey, don't try to grow up too quick. But that's what happens in the spiritual realm is that people, they, they get into the church and all of a sudden they're discouraged because uh, they don't, can't quote every verse in the Bible. Or they don't know all the books of the Bible or they don't know all the kings of Israel. And they're like, I don't know nothing. I don't know nothing. Well, let me, do you know that you was baptized in his name? I do. Do you know you felt different? Yes. Do you know you've been filled with the Holy Ghost? Yes. Okay. You, you, you got your, you, you've got what you need to grow, to learn. You've been born again. Now you're growing. In the, you're growing in grace and knowledge of the Lord. You're, you're learning. You're, you're like, we're like, if we're born again, we're, we're not born as adults. We're born as babes. And so we're going to have, there's going to be a while that you, man, you're going to be teething. Gnawing on everything. Trying to satisfy that. You're just every service, you're just gnawing, just, just sometimes drooling, slobbering, just gnawing. You'll, then you'll start cutting them teeth, and you'll be able to to handle that meat of the word, and 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 the spirit's going to lead you into deeper things, and you're going to feel yourself growing. And putting on that spiritual weight, you're going to be like, yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I'm getting that fat that the Lord talks about. That's you know, my bones are getting fat. I feel like something's happening now. I'm, I'm changing. I'm growing in the Lord. But that only happens if we embrace the change that He's made. We've got to realize that God has done something new and different in my life. Such were some of you. And I know maybe this is, I'm on this a lot because yesterday was my, uh, like I say, my anniversary, 31 years ago yesterday when uh, God brought this change into my life. And every day since then has been precious and every day since then has been a learning and growing experience. And uh, the, the wonderful thing about uh, with the Lord is that you can grow as fast as you want to. <laughs> I mean, if you dedicate yourself to it, man, you're, listen, God's not going to hold back uh, when you desire and you pray and you seek him. He's going he's to work with you, and you'll grow a lot quicker sometimes than, than it looks like people do in the natural. That's just how it works. But it's up to us. We can, some people are simply satisfied with being saved. Don't want to go no further. Lord, I'm saved. Come get me. I don't want to have to fight no battles. I don't have to teach no Bible studies. I don't. Want, I want to do. I just come get me now. I want to be saved. I don't do nothing else. Well, there's no growth there. You're just a baby. Acts two thirty eight. Obeyed it. Experienced it. Stay right there. You stay a baby. We've got to go on to perfection. That's what the Bible says. Completeness. 
headed toward perfection. One day we'll be in that perfect state where there'll be no opportunity for us to, and, and we won't even desire it. The, the, the flesh will be gone because we'll be put off the corruptible flesh and we'll be made incorruption. We'll be like him, and uh, that change is coming. But um, until that time, we must go on to perfection. To completion, we must keep reaching forward. We must keep on uh, putting distance between who we are and who we were. Put so much distance between who you were and who you are, so you can't even see it no more. That you don't think about it no more, and you think that'll never happen. It will. It will. There are days that I never even think about who I was. There are some days that I can't get it off my mind. And it grieves me. And I, have, I feel like I, I need to go and jump in the water all over again. I don't have to, but that's the way it makes me feel sometimes. I, I just tell the Lord, I'm so sorry. I was such a dummy. I was so stupid. Oh, my goodness. Why did I do that, Lord? I don't know. Oh, I know you forgive me, but I've got to ask you again. Forgive me again. Just I'm so sorry for it. It makes me sick when I think about it. Embrace that change. Believe that change. Know that God has done something in your life. I said this, I've said this before, made this statement, and, and it's true. The power to change comes from God. But the choice to change or to be changed is up to us. God's got the power. You, you may not believe it, but, but it's true. God's got the power to change you. His blood is powerful enough to remove any sin stain the holy ghost is strong enough to 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 help us and lead us into any truth it's it, it's just like the scripture says old things are passed away and all things have become new the ability to walk in the newness of life is there the power is in uh, obeying the scripture obeying the gospel and then living that change but that's up to us the gospel is the saving power but just like any power, it's no good unless it's activated. All the electricity in the world running to your house will do nothing until you flip the switch. You've got to flip the switch. If the main breaker's off, you can have bulbs, you can have appliances, you can have everything that can make your life better. But none of it will work until the power is on. Praise the Lord. And you know what you got to do? Keep paying the bill. Or they gonna come cut the power off. You know, we gotta keep living for God every day. We're not saved by works, anything like that. That's what I'm saying. But um, but faith without works is dead. And so the faith that got me into the water and that got me filled with the Holy Ghost will mean nothing if I cut the power off. I obeyed it, but I've 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 quit praying. I've quit reading. I've quit believing. I've I've just stopped. You got to keep paying the bill. Keep on doing what you're supposed to do. We got to remember when we when we repent, we're baptized, filled with the Holy Ghost. That's death, burial, resurrection. That is the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I'm thankful today that God granted that. You know, we the, that first step, repentance. If God had not granted repentance to the Gentiles, we would not be here today. We just would not be here because. We can't just save ourselves. We can't 
change ourselves, the change has to come from the Lord. All power in heaven and earth is given to him, and that's to heal this natural body, and that's to save this soul, this eternal soul. You think about the people that Jesus would come upon in the Scripture. A man lying on his bed, he just walked up to him and said, Will you be made whole? He didn't grab him, shake him, step on him, do nothing. Just, will you be made whole? Now, it's up to you, buddy. What are you, what you going to do? He, he did like a lot of us will do. Went to his flesh. Well, I have no man to help me. But Jesus, that ain't what I ask you. I ask you, would you be made whole? I didn't ask you if you had a way to get in that water. I didn't ask you if you had a way to, to get. I, I asked you, will you be made whole? Will you let me change you? And so he said, rise, take up your bed and walk. Because once there's a change, you don't live like there's not. He didn't, he didn't lay there and say, whoo, you know, I feel it, Jesus. I, I do feel better, but I like this bed. I think I'll stay here a while. When you're sick of where you've been and Jesus comes and changes your life, you want to get as far away from that bed as you can get. Uh, but he, he took the bed. He said, take the bed with you. It'll be a testimony. This is who I was but this is who I am. I used to lay on this, but now I'm carrying it because uh, I've got power over it now because God has made a change in my life. He asked Bartimaeus, he said, what do you want me to do? Pretty obvious, Jesus, I'm blind. I'm still, I'm not going to force a change. What do you want me to do? You might be wanting a ham sandwich. I don't know what you want. Well, probably not ham, but... Uh, um, a chicken sandwich, a goat sandwich. Uh, but um, that's a little kosher joke in there. Okay. Yeah. Um, he said, I don't know what you want. People come to me with all kinds of requests. I, so, you know, so what do you want? Well, that I might receive my sight. And so uh, sometimes you, you, you got to do something. And, and then he opened his eyes. Bartimaeus didn't go back and sit down and say, all right, I'm going to sit here and beg. Now I can see who's coming, see if they're really putting something in the cup. He said, I don't need nobody to lead me no more. I don't need nobody to, to tell me what this looks like. I can see it for myself. And so, uh, you know, such were some of you. You don't keep living like what you were because now you are washed. Now you are sanctified. And now you are justified. And friend, I'm glad today for the name of Jesus and for the spirit of our God. Baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost. Born again, born of water, born of the spirit. We were lost in bondage, miserable, dying, depressed. That's what we were. We were searching, but now we're kingdom ready. Now we're ready for the kingdom. If the trumpet sounds, we're ready. What a wonderful change. The Bible says there was a time when we were not a people. Not a people. I don't know what that means, what we were. But he did, Peter didn't even describe us as people. He said, you were not even a people, but now you are the people of God. There's been a change. Beloved, now are we the sons of God. People resist that change. And you know what's just strange to me is that they use God's love as the reason not to change. Hey, he loves me just like I am. Whoever said he didn't love you? Nobody's ever even ventured that. 
Of course he loves you. He loves you just like you are. But you still need to change. Because the scripture says, it's not the Lord's will that any perish, but that all would come to repentance. Not some, not a few, all. All must come to repentance to stop the act of perishing, being done away with. So God loves you too much to leave you the way that he found you. You must be born. He said must be born again because it leads to new life, walking in newness of life. Well, but John 3.16 says this. Okay, we'll see what John. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth him should not. Oh, see. A lot of people say, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth him will have everlasting life. But he said they should not perish. The only way to stop perishing is repentance. It's not the Lord's will that any perish. And so he's saying if you're going to believe in him, if you're going to believe, then you should repent. If you actually believe in him, that he's the son of God that died for your sins and rose from the dead, then you want to change your life. You want to change from living the way you used to live. You want to repent. That's why in Mark 16, he said, preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. But repentance, baptism, being filled with the Holy Ghost, that's the new birth. And that's what he's talking about in John 3, 16. It's not the Lord's will that any perish. So, you can't just say, well, God loves me and all I got to do is believe. He said, I don't want you to perish, but you got to read. If you don't read, if that's the only scripture you read, you don't know what to do. You got to learn how to live for God. And you need to know actually what it means to believe in him. What you should do when you believe in him. You change you know, and he came here and walked this earth. He, was, he loved this world, but he was unknown. In John uh, chapter 1, in verse 10, it says, He was in the world. The world was made by him. The world knew him not. He came to his own. His own received him not. But look, but as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. So, so, all the way back in the beginning of John, before we ever get to John 3.16, we, we see where John wrote, that when you uh, believe on his name, you have the power to become. That means that you're not, but there's going to be a change. You're going to have to become the sons of God. Well, how do we become the sons of God? We've got to be born again. The Bible says that without the Spirit of Christ, we're none of his. And so it's the Spirit itself that bears witness that we are the sons and the daughters of God. That we are the children of God. So the only way we can become his is to have the spirit. That's the spiritual birth. And so it's here a little, there a little. It's not all written out in one place. But all of it uh, lends credibility to the new birth. And tells us the plan of salvation. The plan to be changed. So we can say such were some of you. We need to repent of our sins. Be baptized in Jesus name. And filled with the Holy Ghost. When we refuse to change, then we refuse Him. That's it. 
because God's never going to just come to someone and say, just stay like you are. Because he knows that we were all born into sin. He knows there's none righteous, no, not one. And unrighteousness can't inherit the kingdom of God. So I need to wash you, and I need to fill you with my spirit. I need to take care of this sin problem in your life. You've got to let me do that. God sees my heart. Okay, I'm glad he does. But Jesus said, whatever's in the heart comes out. So it's not just God knows my heart. Sure he does, but whatever's in your heart comes out. That It manifests in this world. That's our life. It's our ways. That's, that's why the light, he said, we're the light of the world because now that the Holy Ghost has been shed abroad in our hearts, it shines. One good uh, test is this, and honey, you can come to the music. Proverbs 14 and 14 says that the backslider in heart will be filled with his own ways. So if you're, if you hear someone saying, well, he knows what's in my heart and they're just doing their own thing and he loves me anyway and I don't have to change or do anything, the backslider in heart is filled with his own ways. When we decide to start doing it our own way and live in our own ways, we've got a heart condition and it needs addressing because now his ways should be our ways. We're supposed to be walking in his ways and living in his ways. In 1 John, you can stand with me. In 1 John 3, 1 and 2. Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us. That we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not because it knew not him. Beloved, now are we the sons of God. And it does not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when, we, when he shall appear, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. Just because we don't know what we will be in the future... Don't let it stop you from being who you are now. Live the change that is now as you await the change that's coming. In 1 Corinthians 15, 51 through 53, I'll show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption. And this mortal must put on immortality. There's going to be a change. That's going to be the, the last change. That'll be the final change. That'll be the great change. And we won't have to worry about changing no more. In Psalm 119, and I'll finish with this. The psalmist said, I thought on my ways. Must not have been good enough for him because he said, after I thought on my ways, I turned my feet. I changed direction unto your testimonies. I didn't drag my feet. I didn't play around. I made haste and delayed not to keep thy commandments. So the power is God's and the choice is ours. And if we make the choice, we can say in such were. Live the change that God has done in your life. Be who God wants you to be. Let's lift our hands together this morning. Lord, thank you. Thank you, Lord. I thank you personally, God, for 31 years and a day. Lord, that you've had your hand on my life. And Lord, today I pray that we'll just remember and just, Lord, value what you did in our lives. Whatever, however long it's been, God, that we will remember that you 
Lord, loved us when we were unlovable, when we were unworthy. You called us out of darkness into your marvelous light. Made a change in our life, God, and we're better for it today. So, Lord God, we praise you this morning. We thank you for all that you do. Keep us now in the fear of you. Let us always walk in your ways, God. We ask it in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise this morning. What a great God. What a great God we serve. Thank the Lord.